7 says if ye abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatsoever you wish and it shall be done for you I'll read again the gospel according to John John 15 and 7 if ye abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you wish, and it shall be done for you. Father, tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, God, for today, God. Send your word today. Break every fetter. Break every fetter. Break every hindrance. Break every disturbance, God. Thank you, Lord God. We praise you, and we know you will. 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 And I give you glory and I give you praise. For someone here needs a set touch. Someone here needs to know who you are. And today, God, by your power and by your grace, send your word with such authority, with such clarity, that the hearer be changed, that the hearer be changed in Jesus' name. Because, God, we didn't just come to be spirited. We come to have a spiritual experience. Not just spirited, but spiritual. That it changes us. And we'll give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. So glad for all you watching online. So glad for all you here today in the studio. We praise the Lord today for you. Um, we have, we're in a new series. The series is called I'm Not Powerless. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm not powerless. Last week, Pastor had you run down the road. Tell your neighbor, I'm not powerless. I'm staking my claim. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm not powerless. I'm staking my claim. I'm not powerless. I'm staking my claim. I'm staking my claim. Come right there in the chat. Come on, I need you right there in the chat. I'm staking my claim. Come on, right in the chat. I'm going to wait for you. I'm going to wait for you. I'm staking my claim. I'm going to wait for you. I'm staking my claim. I'm staking my claims. I'm going to put an S on the end. I'm staking my claims. I'm staking my claims. I'm not powerless. I'm staking my claim. Last week, we began to preach to you and began to encourage you and began to uplift you and tell you you're not powerless. And I need you to come into real agreement with me this year because we are entering to a phase where we have to push forward. Where we have to move and strategically move in the things of God because the enemy wants to, wants to slow you down and to discourage you because of it's called the, the mean times of the winter, the mean times. And God wants to, God wants to let you know 
that you're not powerless in this time. When you, when you look at when you look at your property, when you go and look at a property, one of the selling points that determine the value of your property is not just what's on the property, but the length and the depth of your property. Can I start off from the onset of this conversation to tell you that there's more in you that has yet to be seen. As you pursue, read carefully through your land deed, you will come across a map that shows you what you have purchased. By, but just seeing it on paper is not seeing it with your own eyes. So when, you make a, so when you make an appointment to come and let me view the property, and when you begin to walk on the property, and you, you begin to walk on the property and experience the boundaries of the properties, you will know your boundaries by the stakes that's in the ground. These stakes are designed to let you know what this is, that this is yours. It has been determined by the land people. It has been determined by the, uh, uh, by the office of, uh, of deeds that this is yours. Your claim has been staked to everything that's in this perimeter is yours. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's time to stake your claim. This particular scripture, um, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you should ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. This was the very first message that I ever preached in my lifetime. This was the very first scripture that I used as a child to preach my very first message. I can remember as it was of yesterday, the church was called Lighthouse Deliverance under the guidance and the leadership of Pastor Joe Tatum, who was gone and who was gone to be with the Lord. Uh, he was the set man of the house. Ask me when I was a little boy, a little boy, would you like to preach at the youth service? We're going to have a, a youth service. I was excited then because I always wanted to, I always used to go and imitate all these preachers. All the preachers over, the, over every church we would go visit, I would imitate the preacher because I just love imitating preachers. Hallelujah, my preacher. I loved imitating preachers. In my early development, I used to watch my favorite preachers preach and try to, Im try to imitate, Im emulate them and imitate them. I was excited and couldn't wait for the chance to imitate another preacher who, hallelujah, the who had great who had, who had great influence in my little spiritual development. I can see my face of my mother when I told her, mama, they asked me to preach my first message. Mama looked at me with a great smile on her face. A cookie can testify. My mama's smile is wide as a, as a chest cat. Her face, her, fa her face is wide as a chest cat. The confidence she had in her son to get ready to preach. Even with my limited ability to speak because I had a st 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 stutter problem. And when I would get in front of people, I would oftentimes st 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 stutter. But even though I st 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 stuttered. I still couldn't wait for the opportunity to get to have the microphone in my hand and the lights be on and the guitar player and the drum player and the piano player would get behind me and let me preach. I, at that age, did not know I was staking my claim. My mother, my mother, even though I had a stuttering problem, she yet believed that God was in me at the age of 12 years old. Knowing that my stutter was going to show up. Knowing that my limitation was going to show up. Knowing that at any moment, any time doing my preaching, any moment, any time doing my speaking, the st 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 stutter would show up. 
And when the stutter would show up, what would be, hallelujah, normally when your stutter showed up, you oftentimes go back in the shell and be embarrassed by what just happened to you. But because I had a calling on my life, my mother understood that my stutter was going to show up, but it wasn't going to stop me. I am trying not to start dancing right now. Saints, we will change this studio into a storefront church. I feel God even now. My mother helped me pick out my first message. She wrote it out for me word for word. I'm already preaching. Hallelujah. All I had to do was just read it, believe it, and read it as though it was mine. Take it as it was mine. Put it in my memory bank as it was mine. Put it in my pocketbook as it was mine. Put it in, I'm sorry, put it in my purse as though this message that she wrote out for me was mine. All I had to do was say word for word what she said, even, even, the, even, even the red parts, even, even the good parts. Just say it real good and believe what I was saying. My mother, uh, 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 um, it did, that's why brothers, mothers right now, I want to tell you something, mothers right now. You keep on confessing over your children's life. Even though their stutter shows up. Even the limitation shows up. Their mistakes show up. Even though their st 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 stammering shows up. Keep on believing what God has said in their lives. Because sooner or later, it's going to turn in their favor. She picked out John 5, 17. My message was abide in me. What, what, a what a title for a de What a destiny title for a young boy. Stay here. Abide in me. Safety here. Live in what you have. Live what I have purchased for you. Your confines has the blood on it. Good God Almighty. That mess from the onset was setting me up for what I was going to do now. She was staking her claim. And I was staking my claim. Tell yourself, I'm going to keep on staking my claim. She was exerting her spiritual authority that God had given her to speak over my life. My mother said, this is for him right now. Even if he's ready or not, this is for him. This is his claim. This is his deed. And even though he has a stutter, even though he has a stammering problem, we know that God can still use Stutter. God can still use stammering. She was staking my claim. The text says, she was staking my claim. Can I stop right here and add a side preach and tell your mothers, mothers, keep on praying. Keep on fasting for your kids. Keep on speaking over their lives. Mothers, keep on doing this for them. Ready or not, it's going to happen. And when it happens, you, they're going to realize something in my life has changed. It's just that I've been given my claim. When things happen in your life and you come to an epiphany or change happen in your life, you've just been given your claim. The text says with your name on it. Hallelujah. You've been given your claim with your name on it. The text says, abide in me, and if you abide in me and I abide in you, we don't really usually hear that word in the contemporary society today, abide. This is to remain, to stay, to set one's dwelling, to residence. Uh-oh. It's like a cuss word there. To set one's dwelling to residence, to accept accountability. Another cuss word. Because when you start saying responsibility, accountability, that people who, people feel them cuss words today. Because it makes you have to have honor 
to be able to function. Here it is. The text said, if you abide in me, and that word, like I said, is not really used today in our contemporary society. It's to set one's dwelling residence to accept without opposition or question. If you adhere to the steadfast doctrine, Jesus was saying to the disciples, if you would adhere to the steadfast doctrine which I have taught you, firmly believe in my declarations, uh, consciously obeying my precepts, oh my God, and effectually embracing and relying on the promises that I have given you, and believe you, and believe in it, you shall live in the confines of the scripture. And when you live in the confines of the scriptures, there you shall have eternal life. For in the confines of scriptures, territories are marked. In the confines of scriptures, there's covering and there's governing agencies to issues out land grants. Do you remember Jesus says, when Jesus led to the wilderness, the Holy Spirit led Jesus to the wilderness, and the temper came and asked Jesus, if you are the owner of this land, tell me your deed. Jesus turned to the temper and said, it is my deed is written. That man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Here is my claim. Glory to God. And without, um, and the Holy Spirit, when the scripture came, the Holy Spirit, he wanted Jesus to give up his claim. But Jesus told him, no, I cannot give up my claim. My claim has been weighed and, man weighed and measured. And I know what a, what, what a sign to my charge. I know what's a sign to my charge. And without, without, without an invitation, you are trespassing. Tell, my, tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's some things that's not that's trespassing in your life. They have become squatters in your life. Some of you have squatters in your life. Poverty is a squatter in your life. Not having victory is a squatter. In your life. Depression is a squatter in your life. Fear is a squatter in your life. Up and down, never can hold on one decision is a squatter in your life. And you got to file claim against your squatters. Some of you, some of my brothers and sisters, sisters, I must preach this today. You need to issue claims. Because claims... Say that I had a ticket before, and somebody was issuing a claim against me. They took me to a thing called small claims court. They took me to small claims court, and they issued me a claim and said, this is what I'm claiming you owe me for the damages that had been occurred. My brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, the enemy has done so much damage in your life. Even this pandemic has done damage in your life. You have to issue a claim, not just to be delivered. But see, see, deliverance is good. And one thing about us as people of God, and especially us as an ethnic group, we just only, sometimes we settle for just the apology. When the apology won't fix what's broken. The apology fixes my spirit. It fixes my personal. But it doesn't fix what's broken. Now who has to pay for what is broken? Hallelujah. It shouldn't be you. You didn't break it. So it should be, you got to the devil, you owe me compensation for all of the things you've done against my life. I'm staking a claim. I'm staking a claim. If ye abide in him, and your word, it says, if ye abide in the authority, he 
He who has knowledge over all hearts of men. Scripture informs us that in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. My living is in him, how I contact my, how I, how I conduct my affairs in him, how I carry myself in him, my confidence is in him, my ability to obtain finances is in him, my right relationships are in him, the way I move, the way I navigate through this life's ups and downs are in him, hallelujah. You mean to tell me, pastors, there are some, there, there are some times of disappointment, yes, that's in him too, yes, sometimes you're going to be disappointed in him. Can I just be honest with you? Sometimes you're going to be disappointed in him, not Jesus, but in the things that go wrong in your life while you're with Jesus. I'll say it again. Don't get me misunderstood. You're not going to ever be disappointed in Jesus. You're going to be disappointed with some situations that happen in your life while you're with Jesus. But you got to know while you're with Jesus, those things have to happen in your life. Why? We can free you. Hallelujah. From the snares and the traps in your life. Because some of us, my brothers and sisters, need to be freed and delivered. But not only freed and delivered, we need to be, it need to be recompensed back to you what was taken from you. When the young man hit my wife's car, the young man started to speed down the street. My wife's car is it, it, the, 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 uh, the tail, uh, the, the back of the car is just about to fall off. But she did not even care about that. She was chasing somebody who was trying to get away from her. And she was speeding down the street. Can you imagine First Lady? Hold on, Holy Ghost. Can you imagine First Lady? She put that car in the highest hyperdrive it could be. And she was drag racing down the street after an accident. She not let the pain of the accident stop her. She was like, you're not going to get away from me. What she was doing is what the Bible says we should do. The Bible says the kid of God suffers violence, and the violence taken by force. The enemy hit her, and he was going to drive off without recompense. She said, no way in the world. I know I'm hurt. I know I'm wounded. I know my car's beat up, but I'm going to drag this. I'm going to drive this car until the last wheel fall off, and I'm going to make sure he knows that I am going to take a claim today against him. Versus you got to realize you got to be able to take a claim against your enemy. Some of you have taken too much. You have let the squatter stay. You, uh, you let disappointment stay. Depression stay. Not overcoming stay. You have let hindrance stay in your life. And you got to stake a claim. And Jesus says, you live in me. And my words about you, as you will, it shall be given unto you. Because Jesus never fails. We live in him and have, we are in the living way. I have my being, my existence in the, good, in the good gospel news. And the good news is that Jesus is able to keep me from falling. Not only keep me from falling, I'm going to see his finished work. But not just to death, the finished work. See, Jesus gave you and I the thing called the finished work. But what happens is sometimes we just leave it at the crucifixion. We just leave it at the resurrection. But God just did not only come to die. He, Jesus not only come to die, he came for you to live. Jesus not only come for you to die, he came for you to live. If you're going to have an existence in God, you got to know this one thing. 
So when you and I, who are the inheritance of God in the earth realm, if when we die to ourselves and we can live in him, other words, we put our sinful nature down and we pick up the cross of salvation, abiding in him, abiding in him is us entering into a conversation with God in which he would tell me that I am his own. And when we abide in him, something changes in our lives. Our language begins to change. Because when you are abiding in a state there, you know something? When I was in New York City and the New York people speak to me, they speak with a funny kind of accent. It's not the same accent that I have. I have a, I have a Midwestern accent. They have a New York accent. And, and the Jamaican friends I speak with, they have a Jamaican accent. They say, yaman, curry, chicken, and brethren. They speak like that. they West Indies. That's how they speak. And the reason why they speak like that is because it's the language of their culture. And because it's the language of their culture, when they meet another brethren, brethren just like them, and they begin to speak the same language of the culture, I on the outside who do not know the language, oh my God, on the outside who do not know the language, I cannot adequately do the same thing someone else who knows the language do. Because he has access to him that's been granted because he understands the culture and the language. When you are abiding in Jesus, you have to understand the culture and the language. See, some of us just only know enough just to get by. Some of us only know a, a few effective words. But the text says, if you live, uh, but the text says, if you are living here and you have communication of the abiding of God, you can ask what you will in freedom, and you can ask what you will knowing that it will come out for your good. You need to know the language of staking a claim. If there's any claim stakers out there, I got some good news for you. And claim stakers, you're not only just you're just not only going to claim for your territory lost. You're going to claim for things that's not even happened in your life just yet, like an insurance claim, like an insurance claim. Examples of loss, loss of income, loss of progress of time, stake a claim because he that stakes his claim in, in the secret place of the Most High God. This is how I stake my claim. I will say that he is. I will say to your neighbor, I stake my claim by saying. I'm putting a legal claim, hallelujah, which we have allowed too much to get away from us. Too much has happened to us. We have, we have took it as a good, we have taken it as a good soldier, but now it's time for the enemy to pay the damages to the good soldier. Many, many, make the adversary pay you so much that you bankrupt his plans. You got to get your claim in. My brothers and sisters, you should make the enemy when you stake your claim with God. You should stake your claim so much that the enemy you are back. Not only will you want, you should bankrupt him. Did he'll know never to put his hands on you again. If I was you, I'll pray so hard and pray so hard that my claim begins to be staked. And that the enemy will be the enemy will begin to say, what is wrong with that preacher? That's why. I'm clicking my, I'm, I'm this year, and I made a promise to myself, I made a promise to this ministry, I made a promise to God that I'm staking my claim with everything that has in me, with all my heart, my soul, my mind, my ability. I'm putting my claim out there because I believe you can do more than I ever expected in life. And then the Bible will come, and then the Bible agrees with me. The Bible says he can do it exceedingly, abundantly, more. Than I ever could ask or think. Because God says you need to represent. See, and when you take a claim, 
a claim also has a representative. When you stick a claim, a claim also has a, record, a representative. Abiding in him just not just deliver you and rescue you, but you need to bring judgment to the one who has cost you so much. Jesus, be my representative on my claim. Sir, I need compensation. Also, while reading about staking the claims, I saw in the dictionary where it talked about a stake. A stake is one of wood. It is where they take the hammer and nail it in the ground. And when they nail it in the ground, the stakes are there to show who property it belongs to. And let's say over time, the trees and the gravel and the, and, and, and the shrubs begin to grow over the stakes. And you need a surveyor to go out there and find out what's your property line. Many of the homeowners will understand what is the property line. What belongs to me? What can I grow in my area? What can I do with my area? How can I build up my area? What's my property line? And so a surveyor would come out and look at your property line. And what he would do is he would try to find the stakes with the red on it. You said, preacher, what are you talking about? Well, when there's land staked out, there's a piece of red flag that goes on that says, this is where the property line is. And my brothers and sisters, you need to stake your claim so that the red flag will wave. And when the red flag is waving on your property, you know this is mine. And I happened to read the Bible the other day, and, and it told me about this stake in the ground is that when they began to crucify our Jesus and they nailed him from the right and nailed him from the left and they nailed him in his feet and put a crown of thorns in his head, what they did after that is they took the cross up and they nailed the, they nailed the claim. They nailed the claim in the ground. And when they nailed the claim in the ground, the claim had blood on it. My brothers and my sisters, when you, get your, when you get your claim in the ground, it's going to have blood on it. Because when they nailed him in the ground, see the enemy, if he was smart, he would have nailed Jesus just standing up and not with his hands out wide. Because when he, if he nailed him just standing up, it would just be from Jesus to the ground. But when they nailed him with his hands wide to the left and wide to the right, what they did is nail Jesus for all of us. Because when he had his hands wide open, that was an indication that I'm staking my claim. Jesus was staking his claim right there on the cross of Calvary. And when Jesus was saying, Father, I know what you have sent me to do. And I'm here doing it now. Father, they put the stake in the ground. And now that the stake is in the ground, I can claim what's yours. When the stake is in the ground, I can claim what you have got from the beginning. Because the stake is in the ground, I can claim from now and to the future. And so when they put the stake of Jesus Christ, the cross of Calvary, in the ground, what they did is began as Jesus said, I'm staking my claim. And I'm, 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 I'm raging a holy claim against the enemy that all he stole, that all he gathered does not belong to him. And why does that not belong to him? He done so much damage in the lives of God's people. 
your future, future. But I come today to tell you it's time for you to level your claim. And what is my claim? My claim is you've been around here too long. My claim is fear been around here too long. My claim is disappointment has been around here too long. My claim is I need recompense for what you stole from me. My claim is I want my money. I want it now. My claim is greater is he that lives in me than he that's in the world. My claim is my God will supply all my need. My claim is he's a good God and he told me that all I have to do is trust in the Lord with all my might and lean not to my understanding. This is how I stake my claim. That's why you see me praising, I'm staking my claim. You see me dancing, I'm staking my claim. You see me running, I'm staking my claim. You see me believing, I'm staking my claim. You see me trusting, I'm staking my claim. You see me praising, I'm staking my claim. You see me fasting, I'm staking my claim. You see me reading the word of God, I'm staking my claim. Is there anybody in the room today who want to stake their claim? I need you to say out of your mouth, my time is now. My season is upon me. I'm staking my claim. Hey, mama, I want to thank you for this message way back then, 40 years ago. Did not know that right now I'll be staking my claim. You told me abide in him and you will see what God can do all through high school, all through college, all I ever know. I was a church boy, not saying I'm better, not saying I'm better, but I'm saying different. I was abiding in the confines of the word, and because I abided in the confines of the word, I live to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why I said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed. I'm staking my claim. Hey, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm staking my claim. It's for my good. It's for my good. Hallelujah. Here, David, I'm staking my claim. I'm staking my claim. I'm staking my claim. I'm staking my claim. And the reason why I'm staking my claim is because I found out something about God. He will show up. I'm staking my claim because I found out something about God. He will show up. Oh, folks say, he may not come when you need him or you want him, but he's right there on time. I've come to live long enough to come into agreement with what David said. I once was young. But now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. The reason why I stake my claim, he will show up.
You ought to tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm trying to encourage you. And I'm trying to get you to give an invitation. Because when you give an invitation to God, you're staking a claim. And that claim is, God, you have a standing room invitation. You can come when you want to come. Come how you want to come. Live how you want to live. Move me how you want to move me. Rearrange this property. You have a standing room invitation. That is, you can come in, rearrange, rearrange my stuff, rearrange my life, rearrange my future. You have a standing invitation. I'm staking my claim. I found out I'm not powerless. I found out I'm not powerless. I can stake my legal claim. Yes, I am. He will. He will show up. He will show up in the hospital. He'll show up at your job. He'll show up in your marriage. He'll show up in the worship. He'll show up in the praise. He'll show up at the bank. He'll show up at the mortgage company. He'll show up. He will show up. I come to tell you, in the name of the Lord, he will show up. He will show up. Show up, God. 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 Hey, show up. Hey, show up. In the name of Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, my brothers and my sisters, when my wife, when my wife was, had a testimony, and she's going to tell it one day, and I can't tell it like she can. But we was at the doctor, and she went, and she had swelling in her breast, and she was real sore. And she couldn't figure it out. And she talked to other people, and other people said, well, I've had that before. And it led to this. Went to the doctor. She was a, she, she was a trooper. She, but even though it was in her face, that she needed God to show up. So we started, I got together with the kids. I said, hey kids, let's go upstairs and dance for your mother because I believe God's going to show up. I'm, t I'm, prof I'm, I'm, I'm telling this testimony because some on the line today need to be encouraged. And went to the doctor. The doctor ran x-rays. And when they ran x-rays, went back in there. I said, can I come back there with you? They said, no, I couldn't come back there with them. They ran tests and x-rays. And when they ran tests and x-rays, when they had the other x-rays, when they had the other x-rays, she came back. And they told her, we're going to write you a letter. And the letter is going to be an indication. We're going to give you, oh my God. The letter is going to be an indication. See, because me and the kids, we got together. And we began to dance for their mother. We all got together, even preacher. 
got together and we began to dance with their mama. And she was crying, she wasn't feeling it. But we just kept on, why? Because we know he will show up. So we kept on dancing. We kept on dancing. We kept on dancing because I just believed God would move. And that's the only way I knew at that time to stake our claim. We were staking our claim. We were saying, God, we know you could come through. You will show up. You will show up. So we danced it. That was on Monday. That was on Sunday. We danced that thing on Sunday. Tuesday, we danced that thing. So Wednesday, we begin to dance again. So that Friday came. We had to drive way down. We had to drive way down out of our out of our out of our jurisdiction to a specialist. See, I like how God set it up. We were going to a regular doctor. We were going to a specialist, and the specialist told my wife, "Come on in the bit. Come in the room." My wife was dressed up real nice. We're in there, begin to go through the X-ray machine, and they laid her in the machine. Somebody when they lay you down. And they laid her in the machine. And when they laid her in the machine, and the machine came and the machine started doing those knocks, those knocks. They said, ma'am, we don't know what they saw the last time you was here. But what we see now. What we see now is just water. You mean to tell me the x-ray said this? And now what we see now is just water? When they told me, I didn't want to act in undignified in the hospital room. So when they led me outside to the parking lot, Show up. He will show up.